0: Great to be back with you folks today. We're always excited when we have the opportunity to do this podcast. And uh, we're on podcast number uh, 79. And uh, we're talking about this idea of the comforter. We're really just going to look at one verse there in John 14. But we're going to be moving around and talking about how the comforter helps us. And, And friends, those of us with hurting hearts more than anything else, we need the comforter. Uh, we need that comforter who who's going to comfort us in trials and tribulation to get us through. And so we're in a John chapter 14 and Verse number sixteen, and as always, we're uh, honored to have uh, Stephanie Wesco with us from Indiana. And I'm out here in uh, uh, the rainstorm, and uh, considering building an ark any day here. But only joking. We we know that the Lord has uh, is not going to flood us anymore. The Bible tells us that, Uh, but it sure is pouring. So you're going to hear some rain going on in the background from time to time. But over here in uh, the Book of John, chapter fourteen, and verse sixteen, it says, "And I will pray the Father." And he shall give you another comforter that ye may abide with you forever. So so he's praying to the Father, and we're getting this comforter. And this comforter is the Holy Spirit, friends. And I don't know about you, but I don't know where I would be as a Christian, as somebody without the comfort of the Holy Spirit, without the Holy Spirit being in my heart. Uh, folks when we get saved the bible says that we're sealed with the holy spirit of god and that holy spirit, and, and you've heard his voice you it's that still small voice in your mind that says you shouldn't do this or you should do this or you know this is right you know this isn't right it's that it's that little voice that 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 gets us to learn more that challenges our thoughts that brings us to the place we got to go and uh, some other verses that i like as we talk about this we find in second corinthians 1 3 and 4 blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, that the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort who comfort us in all tribulation, in all our tribulation, that may be able to comfort them which are in every trouble, any trouble, by the comfort we're with, we ourselves are comforted by God, so we see a lot of things there in second Corinthians one three and four it's it's blessed be God, and he comforts us in our tribulation, and then stephanie he tells us that we might be able to comfort somebody else because we've been through that there's a lot going on there, man, as we talk about comfort and 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 we're going on it says that you know we get comfort and then and the lord's promises are real and uh he's he's telling us and and he tells us in verse eighteen that he will not leave us comfortless that uh, that he will come to us, and it 's about comfort it 's about the Holy Spirit of God here, and the comforter coming from god and so stephanie as i as I pass this over to you, and uh certainly there's been times there's uh, as you've went through these struggles, these tribulations that you 've looked to the comforter and, and 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 I mean, what is the comforter to you?
1: Well, he's the one that gives me the strength I need to get up in the morning and to get through my days. And he's the one that brings the truths of God's word to mind. Um, He's the one that intercedes for me when I don't even know how to pray. Yeah. I know that he's there before the throne of grace interceding on my behalf. Yeah. And um, he makes those growings, you know, that I can't even put into words. And intercedes for me. And um, that's a huge, that's a huge comfort in and of itself to know that I don't even know how to pray Um, when all that comes out is, Lord, help. Yeah. The Lord knows exactly what I need, and His Spirit is there interceding for me. And, you know, I think of, um, I, it's kind of ironic, I go back to this passage now, but, um, I was thinking about Psalm 91 and, um, you know, the picture of the Comforter in the form of, or the Holy Spirit Comforter in the form of a dove. Um, when we think of, you know, when Jesus was baptized and um, the Holy Spirit descended on him in the form of a dove, and the dove symbolizes peace, the dove symbolizes comfort and being at rest. And um, that makes me think of Psalm 91 and thinking of, you know, the comfort. who's the comforter. He's that place of, um, protection under the shadow of God's wings. He is that, um, that place where we can feel safe, you know, as we abide in him and just have that communion with the Lord. Yeah. There's just a rest that comes with that. And, um, at the end of Psalm 91, David said, speaking, you know, this was God speaking through him. He says, because he hath set his love upon me, therefore I deliver him. I will set him on high because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me and I will deliver him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him with long life. While I satisfy him and show him my salvation. And the Holy Spirit is the one that is with us in trouble. Yeah. he's that one that when we're in the midst of those scenarios of life that leave us um, lower than rock bottom yeah and um, those places are very real and um, very scary for differ yeah. different you know forms of trauma but those places are real and the Holy Spirit is the one that gives us comfort that gives us peace that gives us um, he gives us that stability so that we don't sink in the quicksand um and do something foolish and um you know he's that still small voice he's not going to be thunder thunder he's not going to be lightning he's not going to be um you know he's not going to be that thing that you know leaves you in awe he's going to be that still small voice that is there when you're suffering um when I think of um, the Beatitudes in Matthew 5, and Jesus said, blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. He's that one when we're mourning, when we've um, had a loss, when we've been through um, a disappointment or a heartbreak that leaves us in pieces. He's the one that comforts us. He's the one that picks us up that puts us back together. And the other thing about um, the comforter that I think is huge is in verse 17 of John 14, where Jesus said, even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. You know, there's there's two spirits in this world. There's the spirit of truth and the spirit of error and lies. Yeah. And um, the spirit of truth isn't gonna be the flash in the pan. Um, the spirit of truth is gonna be the still small voice. Yeah spirit of truth is going to to be unchanging. And, you know, we live in a world where there is so much to see in lies and people twist things to make them mean what they want them to mean, to fit their own personal agendas and to get attention or whatever the case is, the spirit of lies that comes straight from the devil and hell is very prevalent. It's very easy to see. And Jesus says here, you know the world cannot receive because it sees Him not, neither knoweth Him. And there's something very precious of knowing that as we, knowing that as we walk with God, and His Spirit lives within us, that truth gives us a stability. That truth gives us a peace, because truth is unchanging. No matter what else is going on around us, no matter what fiery birds of the devil that are filled with lies and confusion and fog, no matter what is flying around us, that spirit of truth brings peace. It is that comfort. Truth. There is so much comfort in truth. There's comfort in honesty. And that's, we as Christians, that should, that should like consume us that we are his, you know, we are Christ's representation and our lives should be characterized by the Holy Spirit living out that truth, living out that honesty, living out that transparency, because that gives people stability and trust and peace if they know that we as a Christian are truthful, that we are honest. There's just so many aspects here to what the Holy Spirit does in and through us, but the truth to me is a huge factor because we live in a world that's filled with so much confusion and lies and twisted, you know, facts that are twisted to me, agendas. And it's just, it creates just this, for me, this overwhelming fog sometimes of what is really going on here. And yet knowing that the spirit of truth is unchanging is a huge source of comfort for me.
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, I'm reminded of this example and and what you say is right. The Holy Spirit does all those things you just mentioned. And, 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 folks, we need to be aware that the Holy Spirit fills emptiness And, you know, when when God, the emptiness in your heart, when you get saved, uh, when Christ saves you, you're filled with the Holy Spirit. I remember an example when first time I ever had a class or a Sunday school class or anything that talked about the Holy Spirit of God is they would hold up that empty glove and they would shake that glove around and they say, when the Holy Spirit comes into your heart. Before he comes into your heart, he looks like this empty glove. But when he comes into your heart and they'd stick the hand in the glove and the glove would be full and it would keep you warm and care for you. And I remember this poem that I have written in my Bible and uh, talking about the Holy Spirit. So we know that when the Bible talks about oil, it's uh, uh, in the Old Testament and stuff, anointing oil and things of that nature. And when the Bible talks about that anywhere in the Bible, it's talking about the Holy Spirit Working with that, and then I, I wrote this poem down years ago, "The Oil of the Spirit," it says, "A fish cast out of water will not last very long. A bird with no singing would not be, would be a very sad song. A frog without his croak would be strange indeed, so it is with God's children of his spirit we have need. Without his anointing oil, we're so helpless and small. We won't bury, uh, We won't burn very brightly. No one will notice us at all. And that's a poem I wrote down by Bill Kochman, K-O-C-H-M-A-N. But when we think about that, uh, you know, we are a fish out of water without the Holy Spirit of God we're floundering on going in different directions and and, and folks we're just pilgrims in this land where we're just in this place where uh we're floundering we're, we're looking for relevance and meaning and reality and realness and and that's found in God that's found in a comforter the Holy Spirit which is in our heart so why wouldn't we take advantage of that great uh Holy Spirit of that of that great helper that we have and and I believe that's what the Bible's talking about there and that's that's so significant. I think when the Bible said, "'I will not leave you comfortless, I will come to you,' Uh, when the Bible says, I give you the God of all comfort who comes to us during our trial. And so many, Stephanie, who are listening to this podcast, so many are going through great tribulations, are in great trials, are, are dealing with memories and problems and things that are lingering on. And, and you know, we, we constantly tell each other and we joked on last week's podcast that how if we had a memory eraser, we could be millionaires, but, but God wants to take those trials. He, he wants the Holy Spirit to get us through those trials, also known as tribulations. And then Stephanie, in this weird turn, he wants that comforter to help us comfort others. And so as you're looking at comfort others, and I know that, uh, over and over again, um, you've done that. So how do you get to that place where you've, you've been given that comfort? You were just talking about a minute ago. You've been, you've been through those struggles. How do you get to that place where you uh, step? The next step you take is you, you turn around and, and, and you're, you're helping others and you're allowing the comfort to help you. How do you get there? How do people do that?
1: I think there has to be a point of surrender. Um, and as again, as we go back to that baseline of truth, um, the spirit of as the spirit of God works in your heart and your life, and brings you to surrender to um, just that point of realization and come in terms with the fact that whatever God's allowed in your life, even when it makes no sense at all, where you trust Him, and that you trust like Job and Joseph did, that he's working it for your good and he's working it for his glory and then saying, well, what you have me to do. Yeah. (laughs) And, um, I think that's where the second Corinthians one passage comes in, where there, you know, where God will lay it on your heart because he's left us here as his ambassadors and he was a God of comfort. You know, when you look at Jesus earthly ministry very often, it was one of giving comfort. It was one of giving hope to others who had lost hope, to those who were at rock bottom, to those who are sick, who are hurting. And that's why Jesus has left us here, to share the gospel with those who don't know him as their Savior and to give hope to those who may even know him as their Savior, but have just either been through, you know, they may just be discouraged or they may have been through some terrible things, and they just need someone to come alongside to help bear their burden because that's what Jesus does for us. He walks alongside and, you know, Matthew eleven twenty eight, you know, he says, come into me, all you that labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. And that's what the comforter does. He gives us rest. And since he lives in and through us, he wants to use us to be a place where people can find rest, where they can find encouragement, where they can find hope. And, you know, as you as you surrender yourself to God's will and say, Lord, what would God me to do? As Paul did um, when he was, you know, on that Damascus road where he had that encounter with Christ, as we come to him and say, Lord, what would you want me to do? His will is always going to be for us to help someone else because that is who Jesus is. He's all about helping someone else. Yeah, And that's what living Jesus looks like.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. But the, then the practical thing is, the practical question, and and I think you you spoke really right to Second Corinthians one five, for our sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also aboundeth by Christ. You spoke to that, but someone might say, uh, you know, hey Stephanie, how do I find that person to help? What would you say to them?
1: Um, <laughs> if you ask the Lord and say, Lord. Show me who you want me to help keep.
0: How else, I guess, Stephanie? So the bottom line is, what what do you say to folks?
1: I say if you choose to make the Holy Spirit the one that you walk with, you talk with, that you choose to accept his comfort and um, guide him into your life, even as a Christian, you know, you have to choose to walk with him. He's not going to force himself on you. And, but if, you know, as you choose to accept his comfort, his peace yeah. and his working in your life, he'll do exceedingly abundantly above anything you could have dreamed in your life. And he will lead you, he will guide you in the, in the path that God has planned for your life. And he's that 24 seven companion, um, yeah. will rebuke you when you're in sin and, um, who will comfort you when you're doing right and you suffer for it? And um, yeah, you know he's just he, he's an incredible um, person, and I say that with a capital P. You know he's a part of the Godhead. Yeah, but he's a real he's a real person, and he walks and talks with us. And um, I'm so thankful for how the Lord has um, worked in my life. How the Holy Spirit has become extra real to in these last, um, not quite two years, but, um, since Charles death, yeah. um, it's become a very real, even a more real relationship than I had before with him. And I'm so thankful. I don't know where I'd be without, um, that communion with him on a daily basis.
0: Great. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. And, and, and let me close by just saying this friends, I, I think it's very clear here that, uh, we need the Holy spirit. The Holy Spirit is real. Uh, The Holy Spirit needs to be in us. We're like fish out of water uh, without God filling us. And uh, and, and everything Stephanie said, you know, the way I get through day to day, the way I do the right things, the way I find people, there's a lot of significance in today's podcast from this, uh, that we have a responsibility to use uh, what God gives us and uh, allow God to do a work through us. And uh, I think that's real here. And I think the other thing comes in that you'll know people who need help. Like Stephanie says, they're all around us and God will lead those people to you. As a matter of fact, Stephanie's working with a couple people right now that she's trying to get a hold of. But to, you know, one little poem that I'll share and we'll be all done is there's a voice inside of you. This poem's called The Voice. There's a voice inside of you that whispers all day long. I feel that this is right for me. I know that this is wrong. No teacher, preacher, parent, or friend or wise man can decide what's right for you. Just listen to that voice that speaks inside. And uh, friends, listen to that voice. Take that comforter and uh, let him work through you. Let him do a work on your life. He will. And he will take these hurting hearts, this PTSD stuff, these things that hurt us, these things that put us in the wrong place, and he'll make everything right. Well, folks, we do. We consider it a great honor to be with you. Uh, we pray for you on a daily basis. Pray for us. Stop by and visit us on Helpful Wounded Spirits. And uh Certainly drop us a line, find us on our private pages. We're just just honored to be with you. May God bless you, and uh, may God keep you until we all talk again. Thank you. Thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources and to help continue this podcast, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.